Welcome to the 1513 Network. We are a network of podcasts and shows. The very first show on that network is called Tats. And in this episode, I'm Ethan Sansoni and I'll be interviewing Jackson Edwards. Enjoy. I have a question for you. What is XVXIII? XVXII is this. That was two I's. I. I. Hashtag, now we're at four, hashtag the Nikes. Now we're at four eyes. Okay. You can never have too many eyes when you're mis, uh, misquoting tattoos on your body. That's right. It's good. So within a book called John, written by a man named John, inspired mm-hmm. by God himself, Okay, within a book called the Bible, mm-hmm. is a text that quotes Jesus as saying, there's no greater love than this, than okay. a man who lays down his life for his friends. And that is... 1513. That is 1513. And that is the heart of this show. So how do we go from something Jesus said to a tattoo? Okay, got you. So for me and you, and when I explain it to people, is that with 1513, and it says there's no greater love than this, than a man who lays down his life for his friends, right? Mm -hmm. We're friends. You and I have been talking about getting a a bro tat, started as a bro tat for a long time. This can be something that you and I are going to do. You know, it's going to be our thing. It's fun. So we're we're throwing out ideas together. We keep talking. It'd be like seven, eight, nine o'clock at night. We're like, let's go get tats. I like how you start. It's so late. (laughs) It was like seven or eight. In Melbourne, Florida, (laughs) that is late. Oh, yeah. And and here's why it's late (laughs) is because when we would be in a place where let's go do it. Yeah. Uh, nothing would be open. Yeah. So, so it was too late. The fact. only thing that, that keeps us from being sleeved up between you and I is that all the tattoo parlors close at eight. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Basically. Yeah. I don't, I don't have a, a forehead tattoo yet uh, due to this. So I can't wait. Okay. So I just went opens up in town. I'm getting a forehead tat. So right. we're talking about this bro tat for a long time. You're throwing out ideas. I'm throwing out ideas. We're seeing cool graphics around, like, hey, what about this? What about that? It's been probably going on for a couple of years at this point. Yeah, we're just talking. Yeah. And then uh, there was this one night um, where I am constantly quoting 1513 to people. And then you would actually, like, it'd be pretty amusing. And so you would actually get me to quote it to other people. Yeah. And we're in Ben and Jerry's one night after a youth group. Mm. Okay. It's the first night we met Miss Caitlin Sauer, correct? Maybe Ethan. I had known Caitlin already at this point. I think I had met you. That was the first time we connected. Yeah. Caitlin Sauer. Caitlin's there. She she can shout uh, out to Caitlin. Caitlin, you know, Caitlin. shout out to Caitlin. She's recording right now. And she's produced every episode on the vlog, and they're visually stunning. Very good. I was actually rewatching them all yesterday. Yeah. Thoroughly enjoyed them. However, I am in every episode. Right. And uh it has turned into the Jackson Edwards network. Yeah. Well, it really fuels uh me struggling with uh narcissism. Yeah. So, you love it. Yeah. I saw them all in. It's it's working out so good for me. I love how if, like one episode I don't put you in there, you just don't make it in there cuz none of this is strategic. You just <laughs> you get super hurt about it. <laughs> the moment I'm not in one of the vlogs, that's yeah, what that's when I I I go to tattoo removals. Uh, yeah. Uh, procedure and, and get it ripped off. All right. So we're in Ben and Jerry's, right? right yeah. And I'm with all of the high school youth group, right? Mm-hmm. We're probably with 25, 30 kids, right? Yeah. Rolled out after youth group. We're in Ben and Jerry's and I begin to cause a scene, which never happens. Never happens. Yeah. yeah I You're never. so low key. Yeah. Keep, I, keep, keep it low key. And uh, I began to explain to one of the employees about 1513. Yeah. But during my explanation, uh, I got louder and louder and I began to transition from only telling one employee to announcing it to the whole entire 
Ben and Jerry's ice cream establishment. I remember this. Okay. And then, so I'm shouting it. I'm getting everyone fired up. Everyone's into it. And then it came to the pinnacle and I was finished and people wanted more. And that's yeah. when you stepped in. How do in. you tell when people want more? <laughs> I think it's when they're... they're <laughs> that's, that's, that's not a question for me, my friend. Yeah, I, right, I right. can't tell when they you're want right. more. Uh, mostly, most of the time, I just get myself into these situations. and uh, You're giving them more whether they want oh, it or yeah, not. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I get in, it. I'm in charge of me yeah. in these moments. So, yeah. um, Do you remember where you came in to the story after like mm, I've, I've been I, preaching to everybody? I, yeah, I think you just asked me to introduce myself into the scene, which I really didn't want to. Somehow I ended up laying on the floor in Ben and Jerry's. That's all I know is the end result. Okay, so so I got myself in the middle of the situation. All eyes are on me, and I don't know where to go from here. And that's when I asked you to step in. Yeah. And then you look at me, and you're like... Which is typical. Dude, the verse says... <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's classic. Yeah. So that's, that's our story in a sentence. You look at me, and you're like, have them all lay down. You know? The verse says, oh, lay yeah. your life down for your friends. Let's all yeah. lay down. So we had an entire youth group laying on the floor, and there's pictures to prove it. Yeah inside of the Ben and Jerry's. And wow. then at this point, super sanitary. It's so clean. Yeah, so clean. So if, sticky. If, if there's one thing I love, it's making sure my students uh, aren't getting germs. And, right. uh, and then in conclusion, had the entire youth group on the ground and uh, all the employees and other uh, patrons of Ben and Jerry's begin to clap and rejoice and cheer. And yeah. So we picked a design. I don't know how we landed on Roman numerals, but we did. And we were at a Christian conference in Miami, Florida. And it was during the break where we left and we went to this establishment, which you found. How did you find bison tattoos? So I think that it was so impulsive that we said, okay, if there's a shot within a 15-minute radius of the place that we're at right now, then we're going to go and we're mm-hmm. going to do it. Yeah. And so we found, you found it on the old Google machine? Yeah, Google Maps. So we walk into this place, right? And it's in a strip mall. It's called Bison Tattoo. During a Christian conf- conference, mm. and the first thing, tell tell our audience the first thing you see when you walk into this tattoo, leaving a Christian conference, going to get a Bible verse on your arm. Yeah. Well, you know how it's ironic how um, when David witnessed uh, Bathsheba on the rooftop, it was Bathsheba taking a bath? It's pretty ironic. This is us going into a tattoo parlor. Yeah. In a strip mall. Yeah. That's personally when I knew we were in the right spot. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. For a tattoo. Yeah. Well, tattoo <laughs> shops, I mean, if you've ever been in a tattoo shop, they're always very unsettling. That's the reason why my wife actually won't get one is yeah. no matter what tattoo shop you go to, it's uh, it's it's, a, it's an interesting environment. Yeah. That's why I don't like the mall. Is It's too clean and sterile yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and organized for me to think like these guys are hardcore tattoo right, artists. Right. Right. You know? No. If, yeah. Yeah. You, you can't reconcile coming out of Bath and Body Works and going into the tattoo parlor in the, in the mall. I always go straight from Bath and Body Works straight to a tattoo spot. Oh, that, that is how you get your tattoos. Yeah. Um, so, okay, so we, we decide upon a design. We're getting this tattoo. At this point, it's just you and I. Oh, Gerald's there. Yeah, Gerald is there. Um, and we decide to get this tattoo, and we, we actually get into a massive argument. Uh-huh. Most podcasts have ad spots where they tell you to go to Squarespace, audible.com, check out the Cash App. Unfortunately, none of those people care about us, so we're trying a different route. It's called Patreon. Patreon is a secure site that a creator can use to make albums, videos, podcasts like this one you're listening to right now. You can become a Patreon for as little as $1 a month, but we have broken it down into four tiers 
and we call it the Diamond Club. Tier 1, $5 a month. It's a monthly communication from us to you where you can get the latest and greatest on what's going on in the studio. And I was told stickers and magnets are cool, so you get a sticker and a magnet for $5 a month. For $10 a month, you get that plus a t-shirt, a 1513 t-shirt. Tier 3 is $15 a month. You get those first many items I didn't count and a bag from a local coffee company called Naya Coffee sent to your house. Tier 4, $20 a month. That gets you all the things previously listed plus a shout out. The first shout out goes to my mom who supported me the longest, Cam Sansoni. Thank you for the $20 pledge. Second goes to Jessica Andre. Thank you, Miss Jessica Andre for donating $20 a month to the 1513 Network. Third, Matthew Lamb. Matthew Lamb has been a $20 supporter from day one. Give you a big shout out and a big hug, Matt Lamb. And fourth, Spencer Kearse, who will be on episode four of Tats. Thank you, Mr. Kearse, for your $20 a month donation. And then Michael Derrick, my realtor. Uh, You've always listened to us do podcasts. You're a $20 a month supporter. And Joshua Adams, last but not least, Joshua Adams from Rock Paper Simple. Thank you for supporting us on Patreon at $20 a month. If you want to become a $20 donor or a $1 a month donor, just go to xvxii.com, click fund the launch, and become a Patreon today. And this is where it's going to get awkward. Do you you want to lead lead in how it went down? Uh, I don't. All I know is it's we got in a big argument. Worst in fight f- we've ever been in as worst friends. Worst fight in, we've ever in, been in. In seven plus years as friends. And really, really kind of interesting argument. Okay. So I am am I am I employed at the church at this point or am I not? I think you had just started. Just started. Okay. Right, yeah. So I just started working at the church and uh you and I had taken a really cool picture together and at Calvary. In front of that old drop top or yeah, it was convertible old Mustang, like Dr. Really Dre looking car. Yeah, it was it was rad. Yeah. And and we had a great picture together. You and I, bros. Got eleven likes on it. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. posted it. You promised me you won it. Yeah, I got eleven so, likes. So and it was in front of this cross equals love thing and you were about to post the picture, and in the description of the picture, you were explaining me and my best friend ever getting tats together, and uh, this is going to be awesome. Can't wait for you guys to see it. Something along those lines. That's, right. not, that's not something you would have written, but it was <laughs> right. basically explaining to the Instagram well, I nation. I thought I was going to do pictures, take a picture of us getting tattoos. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure you were gathering a collection. Yeah. Uh, for for yeah. for a moment, that would be actually really nice to have right now. Right. But uh, I began to pitch a fit and have a panic attack. <laughs> do you want to? So, so do you? Do you, you want to lead in from here, or should I just keep going? Uh, I mean, I I'm still hesitant to tell this story because I'm trying to tell it in a way that like doesn't make me feel like I was right and make you look like a like a paranoid person. Okay, okay. But obviously, that's how I felt that day. I remember feeling so strongly that day that I wanted to post a picture. I hadn't thought anything about it. I'm getting a tattoo with my buddy. And I wanted to post a picture and you're just like, I don't, I don't think this is the wisest thing. And I'm like, why? And you're like, you said something about the church. And I was like, what is this? A Soviet union? You know, like, is right, this communism? Right, I can right. post a picture of a tattoo. It's not a sin. It's nothing. Right. You know? And then, so then we just started going at it. Yeah. Yeah. That's basically it. And, um, me being employed at, at a church and, and being a youth pastor, you know, um, I, I've reconciled in my own heart and I feel confident that, uh, yeah, that it, I can get a tattoo and it's fine. Yeah, but I'm I'm just thinking from a, a parent's perspective in this right. moment. Like, 
I don't want them to be like going to their parents where like, well, Jackson got one, so let me get one right, and, yeah. and, and causing all controversy here. Which I wasn't like respecting that part of your argument at that point because I'm just so against legalism and I think this is why people don't like church because of things like that. But you were you were making the right call for your your conviction, yeah. your students, your yeah. new position at a church. Exactly, right. And I was just like, why has it got to influence me? Right, right, <laughs> right. So you started getting deeply offended because my own um, convictions were actually floating into kind of your world and your realm yeah. about something that you had complete peace on and no responsibility towards. And I was trying to control you based off something that I was probably overly concerned about in the first place. So describe this. So this, we have the, the coolest tattoo artist. His name's Ricky. Yeah. Ricky. Right. Um, he owns the establishment. Ricky Gervais. Is that his name? No. His full name? No. He's the creator of The Office. So we're arguing about a tattoo, like two little ninnies. But we're going at it, though. Yeah. We're getting loud. Yeah. Like, like my veins are coming out. Yeah. And we're like, <laughs> you know, we, we we've never fought like this before. Yeah. We represent like God or yeah. something. Yeah. We just left our Christian conference and we're, he's a pastor and we're sitting there just fighting and he is just the calmest, nicest person in the world. Well, this, this dude. We're like, you really need religion, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? Well, well, we, we, me and Ethan saw this as opportunity. I would never like, say that, but. We're the coolest, coolest Christian dudes in the world. Like anyone's going to want to hang out with Jesus when they meet us. And we're going to, we're going to maybe have a chance to evangelize the tattoo dude. And we're fighting like the biggest dorks ever. It yeah. sucks. Yeah. So it was we're a outside. bad look. He's, he's just ripping his vape, right? He's out, outside yeah. puffing and, and huffing on this vape, right? And just, just taking it all in as me and Ethan are getting in each other's face about this, right? Yeah. And I'm like quoting Paul calling out the other Jews for making, yeah. you know, the Gentiles feel bad about <laughs> eating meat or not eating meat. But like he's, he knows the Bible too. He's like he talking does. some verses and I'm like, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> get him, Ricky. Get yeah. him. Get my friend. And, but uh, he was good at being neutral though. He was, he, he was. He really didn't take a side. Yeah. He, 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 he was great dude. And, um, eventually like it was time, it was time to get the tat. I made you go first, which was kind of funny because I think you were kind of fearful that I was so mad that I was going to bail. Right. And that's where I want to pause because a lot of times now, uh, as of the recording of this episode, there's 15 people with right, this right. tattoo. And so a lot of times people ask who got the first one, yeah. right? And so in the first episode, I really, uh, this is kind of where you're going to learn about what we're doing. We're going to record an episode for each person who has a tattoo and get to know them individually and hear their story. But... I wanted to do a joint first episode because I get credit for being the first, but it was really, I feel like we share the number one spot. Yeah, yeah. But I must say this, we were fighting so bad when I sat down in that chair and there was a moment, there was the whole time I didn't know if I'd be the only one with this tattoo because you were not sending out vibes like yeah. you were going to get yours. And yeah. I was like, well... Looks like I'm just getting a tat. Yeah. Well, I think I think it was good because you and I went toe to toe, and, and you could tell I was deeply troubled. And yeah. I remember him uh, putting the ink on your arm, not not the actual like with needles itself, but just the yeah um, the stencil the stencil on yeah. there. And you getting out of the chair, getting on one knee, coming to me and grabbing me by my forearm, looking to me in the eyes and saying, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about this. Wow, that doesn't sound like me. <laughs> it wasn't. It was, I was it, desperate to not get one alone. Yeah. And, and you know what? what's messed up is I was so mad. I didn't forgive you right away. I wasn't like, man, that was really sweet of him. I was like, man, screw this guy. I'm not getting the tat. 
Yeah, and we invited Ricky to church, and I wonder why he didn't come. Yeah, it's weird. He still, <laughs> so still hasn't come. Yeah. So, but although anyways. Ricky did commit, here, listen to this, ladies and gents, if you're out there. We're 15 deep. Ricky made a verbal commitment that if 25 people get this tattoo, he will get one. Yeah. That's pretty baller. Yeah. Tattoo artists don't just like get a crew tat, especially some weird dork kids from a Christian conference who got in a fight. Well, so after, we got to get 10 more. Yeah. Well, after that moment, after he saw the way you and I carried on, he's like, why would anybody ever follow these guys? Right. He's like, he's like, I can make a promise like this because yeah. they're never getting past the two that just yeah, got exactly. it. Right? So he's, he's in a hole right now. He's, yeah. We're getting warmer. Yeah. But here's the thing I was just thinking about. 15 people currently have it, right? Right. Which that's pretty, pretty rad because the, the verse is 15, 13. I think the next 13 are actually very important as well. Wow. So I think, I think if whoever wants to scoop in there and be part of the first 28 technically, mm-hmm. that's going to be like a very elite club in my opinion. Right. Well, let's, let's rewind a little. Cause so we get our tattoos, we leave, I guess we're not rewinding. We're just following in sequential order. We, we always called it a crew tat, right? We never called it like, we never thought that it was just going to be you and I, we always prophetically wanted it to be a, bigger than just us. But we entered into the valley of the shadow of death for the next nine months because yeah, we're like, yeah, yeah, we got the crew tat. Yeah. This is how we would tell people we got a crew yeah. tat. They're like, oh, cool. Who has it? And it was <laughs> like, well, I mean, just Jackson and I yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. And they're like, so you got best friend tats? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, it's kind of like not like that. Yeah. But so but this is talk, a crew tat. It's different. Yeah. Let's talk about how n- nobody was interested in getting a tattoo yeah. with us. I mean, I, I think it was hard because we often say it with a 1513 tat. Uh, we don't just ask anyone, but we do ask everyone. That's right. We yeah. don't ask anyone, but we do ask everyone. Yeah, that and was our line. And it, so yeah. we're we're asking everyone, and and we're striking out with everyone. Like I don't think people understand. Every single person we would get into a conversation with, we would ask. Right. Guy, girl, young, old, couple dogs. You know, like whatever. Mm. It's like, yo, you want to get this with us? Yeah. We got the stencil on hand. And it, Let's talk about the people that said they would, but didn't. That yeah. hurt. I'm not, I don't have any yeah. names in yeah. mind, but yeah. I remember so many people being like, yeah, dude, I'm totally in. Yeah. Right on. Get me the stencil. Yeah. You get me the stencil. I'm game on. Let's do this. I yeah. think that's great. Yeah. Love it. That was a dark time. Yeah. You learn a lot about people in those moments. If yeah. You, if you promise a tat, you better follow through. Right. Hey, I don't think people had it. I take it for granted that everyone knows you because you're so popular on nice. the on the channel. Yeah. But... I'm going to rewind and, and who the heck is Jackson Edwards anyway? All right, cool. Cause you're, you're one of my close friends and you have some things that you want to talk about too. So we'll revisit this story. This is a, this is a timeout. Okay. And then we'll go back to talking about who and introducing properly. Who is Jackson Edwards other than one of my best friends in the world? Right on. So I grew up in a small fishing town called Grant, Florida. Seafood festival. Seafood festival. My great uncle Ronald Sinney. Uh, started the seafood festival really many many moons ago yeah and uh, it's it's still thriving still the the highlight of our town every year february in grant and uh, grew up on the indian river and uh the same year that i was born i'm one of six children um parents like the party you know mm. uh, same year that i'm born uh they actually uh give their lives to christ and decide they're gonna start living for jesus and stop living for themselves and um, this is coming out of mutual adulterous relationships. Just wow, he- heavy, I didn't know that. Yeah, heavy heavy drug use, and I'm I'm a, I'm, a, I'm like one year old this time, and um, they actually from there 
um, started a church in their home, which is kind of a wild thing to be coming out of a lifestyle like that yeah. to not going to a church, but planning a church, if you will. Yeah. And then out of that, uh, we were part of a small church for about 10 years. And in 2004, I believe, we had a slew of hurricanes come through in Florida. And uh, our seawall eventually broke from the second hurricane. The dock posts were ripped up from the river. And then in this third hurricane that came through, the dock posts would repeatedly smash into our seawall. And then the seawall would give in on itself. In our house at the time, they, they don't let you build so close to the river anymore. Yeah. But it, it was probably like only about you know 15 feet between the river and the house itself. And then when the seawall broke, the, uh, the ground began to give, on, give in on itself and the house caved in on itself. And when we came back to our home the next morning, there were literally about three foot white caps just crashing into our kitchen. Wow. And so in that, we kind is of- that, Is that, in the, in the depths of that, is that where Jackson Edward was born? You is, know, is that where you became you know, that, the it, superhero you are now? It's interesting because I, I was a very confident child. I was very well loved by my parents. But you also describe yourself as being chubby. So we've got to talk yeah, about that. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so there's many <laughs> little factors. Husker got, doodle, you say. I'm, st- I'm still a Husker do. Um, <laughs> but at this stage in my life in 2004, I'm coming out of middle school. Shedding a little weight? Uh, I am shedding a little yeah. weight. However, All right. I grew up homeschooled. Parents believed in me, had brothers and sisters that loved me. Yeah. Very confident dude. Low immune system. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Terrible <laughs> immune system. And uh, when, I, when I went into middle school for a, only an hour a day, which is where I'd meet my wife, actually. Who's here right now. Yeah. Brianna Edwards is in the studio. Brianna Jade Edwards, formerly right. Used to write about her in my journal. Nice. And I was very confident going in there. But after just being bullied and receiving criticism and not being able to reconcile why kids without reason would be cruel to me, it yeah. just shattered my confidence, shattered hmm. my world. And it was just, just very odd to, to be exposed to something like that. And it actually probably put me back many, many years and I had to just just start over in life and start over and, uh, you know. Just, so you, were, you were bullied. When kids talk today about being bullied, yeah, you were, you were totally bullied. Totally so. It was, it, was, it was very common, very received wasn't something that anyone was too deeply concerned about at all. Wow. Do you think there's a level, this is this could be controversial, do you think there's a level of bullying that kids ought to be exposed to for t- developing tough skin? Obviously, it can go over the line or it can get too difficult or, you know, you could really, you know, kids kill themselves because of bullies. So, I'm not advocating anything yeah. extreme, but is there a level of adversity that children should endure between one another because you you kind of know what i'm talking about because you have brothers yeah but i guess it's different because you know they love you yeah and i i think i think that's the root of it you know um and and you know knowing the person's heart how much trust is there yeah then yeah it, it it is it is healthy um but i think that it's coming to a place where there's so much brokenness that yeah. bullying is coming from a place of brokenness from other people mm. and they're trying to make them as broken as they are. Wow. And so it's become this evil cycle in a way. And I do know the people that I was bullied by, you know, if you were to go in and look in their homes for a fact, I know I may have been bullied and mistreated by them, but they were dealing with just fathers in prison for sure, for a fact, you know, abused and, you know, living off of, you know, uh, whatever welfare and, and, and all that kind of stuff. And so, yeah. so they're coming from a broken place themselves trying to make other people hurt like they hurt too. 
This this show just got deep. Yeah. Started talking about can't, bullying. Can't believe it. Here hey, we go. Hey, maybe it'll help somebody. But yeah. so you kind of grew up in Grant. Your parents, let's let's briefly touch on probably the most fascinating story about your life that I love. And then I know you brought a couple of things. We'll we'll address that. And then we'll head off and get some food or something. Yeah. Um your parents were like doomsday preppers, like or Y two K preppers. You you have a bunker. Yeah. You had a bunker in Grant, and, and like couldn't couldn't have said that back then. Right. But right, right now, that's re- it's like it's like Area fifty one. You know, right. there was a season in life where no one was talking about Area fifty one, and now that everyone knows about it, right. it's cool. Like you're allowed to talk exactly, about it. exactly. So you that's had true. you had your own Area fifty one. What was that like psychologically to look at your parents and be like, yeah, okay, we're gonna prep for Y two K, and we have a bunker, yeah. and I'm eight years old and have it trained in AK 47. Yeah, no, absolutely. So like I said, my parents got saved, planted a church, started a small church and bought an AK 47. <laughs> oh, there's, there's AK 47s coming. And, yeah. um, in this church, they just were really buying into this idea that, um, once 2000 came out, came around, we were going to have software and hardware issues with computers. And in that, um, anything connected with the computer would be no longer accessible, no longer functioning. So planes aren't going to be able to fly. Water filtering systems are no longer going to be filtered. Um, grocery stores aren't going to be able to process and receive. <laughs> Which is so funny as you're talking about that, because I'm thinking like today we're dependent upon all those things via computers. But back then the software and the hardware was not that we advanced to where we were fully dependent yeah. upon it. Like It's very true. If the computer would have glitched like, yeah. I think more than anything, they were more operating from a place of they were worried about the banks. The banks not like kind of we would not be able to survive survive another Great Depression if the banks were to close down. Right. From there. Right. And so, yeah, my my father had begun to make trips to Belize and began to invest money into Belize. Yeah. uh, Or excuse me. And and just place money in checking accounts in Belize. And oh. that's, that's where we were going to retreat to. Yeah. And that was serving as two things. My youngest brother, Toby, was adopted, and it was going to be a place of retreat if we had to as well. But with Toby, we were going to retreat to Belize as, as our adopted brother. <laughs> if his original parents ever decided that they were, wanted him back or were going to take him back, we yeah. weren't going to do that, and we were going to take the whole family to Belize and just live there. Which yeah. I don't know if I've ever shared that with you. No, you haven't. But I, I'm looking past you at Jonathan's face, and he's just <laughs> he's as shocked as I am. So the Belize bank accounts were safer than the American bank accounts. Like it was, <laughs> it's crazy to hear it. And like I know it's, I know it makes sense, but it's also really kind of. Um, it. Do you ever look back and be like, "What was going on?" You know, man. I think I think to circle back to the bullying situation is like. Is certain aspects. Am of I that. bullying right now? No, no, no. Oh, okay, because no, no, no. I might be. I don't. But no, there's certain aspects to growing up in life. Like you're kind of only looking out your own eyes, yeah. and they're your own experiences, sure. and they do shape who you are. And they're not necessarily all bad. No, I f- I feel like because of because because you tell a great story in your comedy sketch about how you had to take care of your family. Uh, your parents were gone. You had to like wrangle up chickens and grab the guns and drive a van and like. That was pretty right. intense, right. that story, but it shows how you were asked to be an adult at a young age and yeah. you really develop skills that you right. probably wouldn't have developed if you were just like living in a three, two bedroom house and not figuring out how to like survive if the mm-hmm. world would end. So you learned survival skills at a young age, yeah, which very I think much so. benefits you greatly later on in life. Yeah, for sure. And so, so not only were we prepared to evacuate to Belize if we needed to, but five minutes from my house, we had a bomb shelter yeah. that was built by my great-grandfather during the Cold War. 
Wow. And that was also going to be a retreat center for us. We had beds set up in there. We had Kinfoon set up in there in case we needed to retreat there. But also uh, about an hour north of Grant, maybe an hour and a half north, we had bought a huge cabin on about 13 acres yeah. um, where we had inserted wells. We had chickens. Um, we bought AK five AK-47s. <laughs> And we yes. learned how to shoot those. We had Cavalier helmets, <laughs> and we were fully re- ready. We had just the sickest walkie-talkie I setup ever. I love the image of your childhood. It's like I'm ten years old <laughs> at this time. My childhood seems so boring compared yeah. to what. You, like every day must have been an adventure. Yeah, no, it's so wild stuff. Would you just wake up and like <laughs> Dad would gather you and he'd like dispersed kevlar helmets yeah. like, here's yeah. today's helmet day we're yeah, gonna work yeah. on helmets <laughs> well no no he, he would literally as a 10 year old husker doodle i'm way overweight and, yeah. and you, you, you want to ask why i would overeat like yeah. think about everything i'm going through. oh yeah your your nerves are shot yeah shot yeah. stressed out yeah you got bullies yeah. on the on when you go to school well wait how did you get bullied being homeschooled so i went to a science research program okay. one hour a day at oh. stone metal school so you only went to school for an hour a day and you managed to get bullied on incredible. the way in and on the way out incredible it was garbage man <laughs> that's trash miserable stuff so yeah so so we were fully prepared we were fully ready and speaking of cavalier helmets is like my neck muscles aren't that strong at 10 right right and so my dad but went, you're you're you've got some <laughs> you got some weight i got some beefy pads yeah. going around the neckline for yeah. sure yeah, but the, like we had to practice wearing the Cavalars because they're so hot. They're, they're hot and they're heavy. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, man. So we're fully ready. I'm fully expecting the world to fall apart. And uh, once 2000 hits, and um, there was a date, I believe, and it was October 10th, 1999, that um, the power did was shut down for whatever reason in the entire city of Grant. And that is a great time to end this first episode of Tats with Jackson Edwards. Come back next week for the second part of this story, episode two of Tats on the 1513 Network.